everybody to today's uh, Clear Tai Chi Mastermind meeting, uh, podcast, vidcast. And today is July 16th, 2021. Our topic today is Clear Internal Push Hands. Let me introduce everybody first. I'm Richard Clear, your, your resident host. And this is Sheila Bell, and she is in Costa Rica. Hey, everybody. Nice to see you all. Good to see you. The, uh, and Chris Walsh in Maine, he'll tell you what part, well, Sheila, what parts? So um, in Wanacoste, which is the Northern Pacific area. And I give classes in Laveria, Playa del Coco and Playa Panama. And Chris Walsh up in Maine. Well, everyone, I'm in Hollowell, Maine, just outside of Augusta, Maine. Thank you, Sheila. Oh. And Ty Talbert in Colton, California, and I'll let him tell you what other parts. Hello, everyone. I teach in the Inland Empire in Redlands, Colton, and Riverside. Welcome. And Art Don in the Washington, D.C. area. Hi, everyone. I'm in Greenbelt, Maryland. That is about 12 miles east of Washington, D.C. Welcome. And Martin Shad in Michigan. I'll let him tell you what parts. Hey, everyone. Uh, it's the Midwest Michigan area covering Lansing, Grand Rapids, and the area in between. Welcome. And Harry Leg in Verona, New Jersey, outside of New York City. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you, Sifu. Great to be here. Good to see you. Welcome. Philip Chan in Columbus, Georgia. Hello, all. Welcome. And Jim Kelly in Boca Raton, Florida. Sunny South Florida. Wow, it just occurred to me. Uh, I'm like 2,000 miles south of Chris and 4,000 miles east of Ty. <laughs> ah, yes. And a nice place to visit in the deep winter time. Yes, no snow in Boca Raton. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's see here. Um, today, I want to promote for you the internal push hands. And there's two parts to this. One of them is the video package. That's at internalpushhands.com. And then the workshop, we do one normally one of the, towards the end of August. And the one this year is 25th to 29th. 25th to 29th, thank you. And so it's normally towards the very end of August like that. Um, not bleeding over into September, but the end of August. And if you wanted to sign up for that, if you have either for this year or for whenever we're doing the next one, we always have pointed at that www.clearpushhands.com. And so that's the workshop, internalpushhands.com. That's the package. It is internal push hands. It's not the shovey shovey push hands. It's the building high level internal skills and using contact partner work to do that and how to go about that to really develop your skills to a high level. By the way, our topic today is gonna to be all about this. And so uh, you'll get to hear hopefully a bit more about it than you may have before if you haven't taken the course already um, and that kind of thing. So, all right, uh, clear internal push hands. What is clear internal push hands? And I've got some things here. Um, it's a Tai Chi two person game and a training method that I originally learned the basics from Master Ma Yu Liang, and he is the person that created the basics for playing the way that we play. Um, and he was the Wu style senior master when he was alive. 
but then created this as a separate thing that he called no style. And he asked his disciples before he passed away to take this method forward and propagate it throughout the world and teach it openly. And of course he died and they immediately put it into hiding and hid it away and, and acted like it didn't exist. And so when I interacted with one of them, Master Luji Fa, in 2000, I learned the method originally in 1994-95, practiced it diligently for hours and hours every week, um, sometimes hours in a day, uh, for the first couple of years, and then did it still to the average of eight to 10 hours a week, a whole bunch of the time since then, and then began to realize how many of the higher level Tai Chi skill sets really get developed better and well and to a higher level through this method. And it was what Master Ma had said, but when I first learned it from him, you know, I was there for like three weeks and, and didn't have enough exposure to him in the method yet and enough play time basically to understand. And as I played it, and I did pick up on what it was enough to be very excited about it. Came home, taught it to all the students I had at the time in Tampa and kept playing it and playing it and playing it. And then I started seeing the development coming just because of playing the method and then started plugging in the other things, including any other higher level thing that I got from a, a multiple teachers, including Uncle Bill um, and that. And then it kept getting better and better and better and more internal and higher level skills um, what you think of as like being the zenith of Tai Chi. Anyways, pushing is a misnomer. It's not really a correct wording for it because if you're standing there playing, you might want the person coming in towards you. You might want the person to kind of turn in place. You may want it that they, depending on what they're doing, that they sink down to the ground or they lift up off their feet or they go out. And it's really very multi-directional like that. Um, that it could be anywhere. And ideally, if you're really working correctly, you're not so much doing things to them as that they're doing things to themselves, whatever that is. And you are coaxing that so that it becomes, instead of being a little bit where maybe they don't realize what's going on, uh, or they're just doing it where they think it's an advantage for them, you coax it a little bit and it very quickly becomes a very much disadvantage for them. And they then fall into overextension and into double weighted error and into other kinds of problems and issues because they were overdoing whatever it was. So let's say the person really wants to shove you. So they're wanting to come in. So my proper response in the Tai Chi classics talk about this is, oh, you want to come over here. Okay, come on in here. And you bring them in. The thing is they weren't expecting to come in that far. They thought they were coming in to move you and you went, well, come on over here. And, and then they're like, I didn't mean that far and I want to go away. And it's like, oh, you want to go away. And you help them they're like, no, I want to stay in place. And they hunker down. And it's like, what they're really doing is they're sinking. And it's like, oh, you want to go down. And it's like, no, I want to go back up. Oh, you want to go up. And at some point there, just anything that they put a little bit too much energy to, they're going that direction in that way. And if you're doing it correctly, you've got really great alignment, really great internal energy stuff going on and connected. And the amount of effort you're putting into it is literally ounces of force, like it talks about in the classics again, 
and not much more because anything that you would be doing this much more is either you're fighting and trying to do something. And ideally, the only thing you're doing is staying extremely central and open to whatever is needed on the playing field between the two of you. And so you're simply helping to coax or allow whatever they're trying to do enough that it unbalances them, throws them, pulls them, sinks them, rises them, whatever it is they're, they're trying to make happen. And so the pushing idea really is very incorrect because it's not if it's shoving them out, um, it might be because you're just so much stronger and so much more on it that they just can't do anything about it. But that really just means they need a lot more work on Zhongding central equilibrium and that they need some rooting skill and connection skills, internal and external. Um, and alignment stuff, and they need to learn how to make their body much more pliable and appropriate in a Tai Chi way in the space that they're standing in. So anything you guys want to add to that, and then I've got plenty more here, but I don't want to keep just rattling your ear off about it. So anything, any, any thoughts on any of that? Well, I would uh, jump in and say that, uh, you know, most all of us now, but uh, myself included, have shown this uh, push hands method to many people, those who may not necessarily be clear Tai Chi students. And there have been times when uh, people just don't understand. They're like, oh, that's a nice drill. And you're like, <laughs> no, you don't get it. Um, and I've had people that don't want to play it one person in particular, but there have been others that have been hesitant because they are so used to all this limb movement and they are not feeling into me when they are connected. I can tell you that um, it's very rare. Um, and they want to maybe, you know, play with me where I've agreed for like some strikes and stuff. I'm like I can do some of that, but if we play the other way, um, you have to deal with what's going on in your torso and your body. And it's not just about strikes. And so if I put hands on you, um, cause the one guy's like, I don't want you to put hands on me. I'm like, you can go ahead and put your hand on me all you want. He goes, yeah, but that's like a strike. I go, mm -mm, not for me. I want to be able to deal with that. So I'm letting you have that awesome real estate. Now, can you deal with it? If you give me that real estate, and of course the answer is no, and they don't want to play that way. Yeah. Then their so, ego gets, yeah. Gets so. I had uh, interesting experiences or just I could, could compare the two styles in a short period of time because I was at a, well, actually it was, it was a Harry's push hands meetup that he set up. And so there were most of the people were doing the um, clears internal style, uh, which is again, much more placid, calm, sort of energetic as opposed to physically shoving and pushing. I, I noticed there were some people there who were uh, doing the sort of the classic arm motion, pushing much more physical. But um, my real, uh, the reason I'm saying this is, is because uh, a few days later, I was at an, another push hands meetup that was um, the, the classic Yang style push hands oriented, which is a lot of our motion and it's more physical and it can be a little more pushy shovey. And just after that, my, I, I felt more physically worn out and, and my arms, I were, I, I could just 
people were sort of pushing into my arms and squeezing my arms and things. It was just um, much different. And as I was doing it, um, also, I, while trying to maintain contact, had a little trouble maintaining contact a lot for the internal sensations and, and, and um, reading inside them. But I was working on that and trying to get that. And I noticed there was really not any of that from the um, people that I was, was pushing with. So again, just sort of a case in point of the classic internal external style, I guess you could say, as opposed to clears internal style and physical effort and um, sensing involved, that it was markedly different and I could compare them in a short period of time. We realized that um, that at the end of the push hands level one, and it is five days of material, it's about 50 pages that I give you the, the, the a notebook with those 50 pages of outline in it. And it is a pretty good amount of material. And so when somebody does that and then can relate back those skill sets, and one of the skill sets on that test is your ability to use the internal push hands to deal with a shove and to also deal with multiple shoves and this kind of thing, right? And so people, and then it's at a very basic level. It's not anything extra, extra yet, but that's actually on the level one test. And then um, by the end of level two in the push hands, and there's five levels and each one of them's got, the first one's got one section, level two's got two sections, level three's got three sections, level four's got two or three sections, and then level five is about 10 sections by itself. But it's master level stuff, all of it. Four and five. <clears throat> Anyways, the uh, but by the time somebody gets done with level two, I would want you to be able to deal with somebody that was in there playing pretty hard, pretty fast, and all of that. And to be really counted as a good level two instructor, it's you're playing the internal game and you're doing it properly, and they're doing those external and those faster and those harder things, and you're still able to deal with it in that same way. So while you're playing and you're still getting where you're feeling feeling that and really getting the extra exertion and feeling sore or whatever else, there's that's that's good stuff to have at a level because it is part of development. But you're definitely working on somebody's trying to cause that to happen and they cannot make that happen to you. But and that's a level of skill and you're working towards that ideally the whole time. And so some of that's understanding force. And then once you understand it, being able then to utilize that knowledge of understanding force so that you can then properly handle force, redirect force, compensate for force, redirect force, change force, blah, um, and these kinds of things. So that then it's got that masterful thing going on where they're doing stuff and you're just like boom and, and that. Now, of course, it always depends on the skill of the other player. The more skilled they are, of course, the harder and more it's going to be. You get a, you get somebody who's a push hands champion, even doing mostly external moving around stuff. They're going to put a harder time on you than somebody that's just the average person, you know, who, who's not had that training. Anyways, yep. Other thoughts about any of that? I just wanted to uh, just jump in. It's a little bit off, uh, you know, what you were talking about, but I, I'm really. Uh, <laughs> I, I get a, a big kick out of some people's reactions 
to the this style of push hands because um, it is something that a lot of people don't think is possible, and that's it's 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 fun to watch the the look on people's faces. And last night I was going over a little bit of it in class, and a fella that who who I've I've learned a bit of qigong from over the years, and you know has done. Uh, tai Chi for for probably about 15, 20 years. Um, he teamed up with one of the guys that, that's been doing the push hands for a bit. And uh, from across the room, I <laughs> I heard the comment and I had to laugh. He, he, he said, wow, this is almost feels like voodoo or something. <laughs> I said, wait, time out. <laughs> this is not... Uh, <laughs> This is not anything negative. It's it's just something that's, that's that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is this is a positive thing. But just because you don't know how to explain it, classify it, quantify it, use it. I'm, yeah, I'm glad that you felt it and you're you know you're you're experiencing it. But this is something that's within all of our grasp, and it's right. it's a it's actually a step towards the Tai Chi healing, I think, more than, uh, you know, a lot of the martial aspects of it are beneficial. But, but I, I think it comes in more handy working towards the healing your own body, healing somebody else's body. Well, ideally, you're going to typically use it more that way because the healing is something that's happening you know, if, we, if we're talking about a human lifespan, there's going to be a lot of times you're going to need healing. Ideally, if you're conducting yourself intelligently, the times you would need it for actual real self-defense would be few. You'd, you'd want to have those skill sets to be able to do it, but it's rare. But your heal, the health part, you're going to need it. And if you're working with other people, especially at a teaching capacity, and you're going to want it for them too. And so that health part is going to come in quite a bit more often. Yeah. Ty, you had something? Yes. Um, came up this last weekend. Um, I went with three people that I train with and one came away very upset because she was being pushed around quite a bit. And she said, oh, well, I thought the internal method was superior. And I'm like, you've been doing Tai Chi for two years and the average person in this room has been doing it for 20 years. That's right. You notice that when you do use this with somebody who's been doing it for two years, three years, four years, five years, you have no problem handling them. But now you've come to a, a whole nother level, even though they're not using our methods. Yep. Yeah, you come to people that have internal skills and even though they're using the more physical, external push hands, they still have internal skills in it and they're long-term players. They're not beginners. Yes. Or even intermediate people. They're advanced people. And so, yeah, it's going to make a difference. Of course it is. That's, that's one of the things I keep seeing on the internet across the board with all kinds of aspects of this and is that, you know, you get the people that want to come on there and challenge and everything else. And it's like, uh, and they do it in this, I'm trying to think how to say this, right. As if there were no other factors other than, okay, you're the best fighter that ever was. And so I'm going to challenge you and fight you and see that you're, and show you that you're not. And it's like, it's all in a, it's all in a, uh, it's not in a vacuum. It's, it's, 
What's that other person's skill sets? What do they have? What do they not have? How long have they been doing it? How comfortable are they with it? What is their size and strength and speed and, and both externally and internally? Because all those things are going to be factors. Uh, it's just that with good internal, there are certain factors that if that's the primary thing they've got and they know how to use that in the most common way that people do, yeah, you'll have an advantage. But if they're skilled too, even if the skill sets are different skill sets than yours, the uh, it's gonna it's gonna make a difference. And you know, you know, take the average person. It's I'm I'm King Kong. I'm this. I'm that. And put them up against the guy with the knife that's really going crazy with the knife. Uh, put them up. Rephrase that. Put them up against the average small lady, frail, frailish, but not so frail. She can't move around with a knife. Who's intent to cut? And what happened to all that skills that he had? Well, he's up against the knife now. And so it, it makes a difference. And, and it's not in a vacuum. It's, it's you have to take a lot of the other kind of things. And this includes stuff if you're in the fight game, how you feel in the day? Are you sick? Are you stressed? Are you stressed? Stressed in that good way that gives you a little more adrenaline and pumps you up and all that, but stressed in a bad way where you're just, you know, feeling out of sorts and your head's not in the game and for what that is and all those things and so it's 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 kind of an odd thing in the way that comp competitive stuff in our society is sort of treated um because it is hyper competitive a lot of times with a lot of ignorance stacked on top of that competitiveness and so it's an interesting it's an interesting situation to me so time did, did the student did the student get it that those people be in 20 years that their two years just wasn't going to quite match up to 20-year players that really know what they're doing. Now you're on, you're on mute. You're on mute. I think it finally sunk in, but at first it was like, you know, I've, I've been destroying everybody. And it's like, mm, you've been destroying other people with two and three years of training like you. Yeah, you've been in the first <laughs> and second and third grade destroying other people in the first, second, and third grade. Right. You're now playing I, with you high know. schoolers. Yeah, I brought you here so that you could see what the real deal is, not, you know, what yeah. you've experienced so far. Yep. Cool. Ty, that, that room uh, sounds like it was truly full of some skilled players. Um, uh, there were skilled players. Yeah. And like the one guy that specifically that she trained with um, is the trainer for the Circus Olay. Well, all right, there you go. Yep. And he has that kind of flexibility and he body. Can, he can bend over backwards, take his butt and or his head and stick it in between his legs and look at you from underneath. Yeah. Back up. And it's he's like, one hey, of those kind of guys. Yeah, okay. Nobody's going to make him move. Yeah, right. So right. the reason I mention that is is uh, just one of the things that uh, the clear internal push hands is kind of known for, though, is getting people some significant skill much faster than your normal. Um, because my experience or one of my experiences was with my very, very first student. Some of you know him, Alex, who I brought to a, a pretty large Tai Chi event after he'd only been with me for six months. And he hadn't met Sifu yet or done any of his direct training yet. And he comes up to me and says, Harry, why am I pushing with all these people um, that tell me they've been doing this for a decade or maybe a little longer? And I'm moving them and I'm moving them. And I'm like, well, you know, I kind of told you our route. 
really makes a difference. That's one of the things that this method is known for in clear Tai Chi is we dig down deep into the root pretty darn fast in our training. And most do not. Um, And so that made a huge difference to him. So anyway. Well, Harry, she had had the same experience of, um, I'm invincible. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, he didn't he didn't think he was going to be. He he was intimidated. So Uh, I'm going to do this six months, you know. Part of what happens, part of what happens is that they get so used to put, you know, there's so many people out there that have 10 and 20 plus years of training that really, in terms of if you put them in a room full of people like time like the room full of people you were in there they're all going to be like, well, I got nothing. These people are all, they, they're like, they're, they're like, like they're, they feel like they're a, a toddler playing with adults and they're, uh, and they're, and they're, they don't understand it. Cause it's like, well, I've been doing this for 20 years. Yeah. But, but really your skill level is more like what a two-year player is or a one-year, two-year player who's really training and getting the stuff is. And so that's a different thing. If you're in a room with 20 year players who really have 20 years of knowledge and skill and understanding, that's a different person than, than so much of what you see commonly out there. And the problem, and one of the ones we're trying to help solve in the Tai Chi community across the board is that basically it's about 5% of the Tai Chi teachers worldwide actually have knowledge. And some people would say it's 1% or 2%. And the other 95, they've been doing moving around for a long time um, and choreography, but their understanding about Tai Chi is fairly uneducated and kind of poor and it's fixable and but the person who is the teacher or the in this case who is teaching tai chi the person we're talking about here you have to want to fix it if you don't want to fix it it's going to stay like that and the uh, and and we've and we've all encountered unfortunately a whole bunch of people who don't want to fix that um and so by creating the people who are training this and training this the way, and by that, I mean the internal push hands and the, um, and clear Tai Chi and the real, the, the skills, skill sets both understood, really being trained, really being, um, not just learned from a headspace, but actually applied and being used and that, and where they're actually gaining that knowledge and ability is that by putting out that standard and that quality, we're hoping that other people will see that and want some of that. And ideally they would get it from us, that's what we hope. But even if they don't get it from us, there are other senior teachers out there and that they would get it from them and that we will change the standard for what's expected from a Tai Chi teacher. And, you know, and if somebody's listening to this and you're going, but I don't wanna change that, then I gotta ask, why are you listening? You know, because you know, if you're, you know, if you're going, I'm happy just doing the form. I don't want to know anything about this, any of the self-defense aspects. I don't want to know anything about the actual reasoning behind the health part and where I can really get in there and do stuff with it. I don't want to feel the internal energy. I don't want to, you know, then what are you doing? And please quit doing Tai Chi if that's where you're at. Cause, because that's, you're, you're making it bad, hard and bad for the rest of us. And you're not really helping people that much. You're getting them off the couch maybe, but but that you know, it's, it really is a disservice to the art at that point. They're just not learning the stuff. And so, when I hear a lot of people, if they're doing what we're doing, and they hear about an event, Ty, like the one you you were at there, and they're like, they go grumbling, oh, those guys, and they had all that knowledge, and oh man. And for me, I'm like, yes, you know, there's that many more people that got that much more of a hookup that that are out there doing it, doing it at a high level, and that other people, when they come into contact with them, 
my hope is that they don't think it's just the individual, like the Cirque du Soleil guy, they could be going, well, he's a Cirque du Soleil guy. And so of course he's going to be able to do that. And it's like, yeah, but it's not just that. He's got skill sets too. Guaranteed mm-hmm. he's got skill sets where he's not bending over and turn, you know, sticking his head underneath, you know, mm-hmm. all contorted. And yet you're feeling a bunch of juice from him that's skillful and not and powerful, but not not gur powerful, powerful in those correct internal, proper use of mind and body and energy kind of ways. And it makes a difference. Yeah. Cool. Anybody else? Or any other thoughts there? Did you guys? Yeah. Sure, Mark, go ahead. Yeah, uh, when I first started doing the, the Tai Chi with you, uh, what I did was I stopped training anything else that I was doing and just did that because I wanted to test it and make sure that it really was going to deliver what, what I thought it was going to deliver. I, I needed a, a clean way to measure it, mm-hmm. the, the difference between internal power and external power. And so, so I, I probably was doing the push hands uh, about maybe, maybe around the nine month mark, just like you said to do it, where you have your set way approach of doing it to do, to eliminate the physical movement and do the internal skills to cultivate oh, yeah. those. Yep. And then what I did was I started running tests, controlled tests, tests yeah. going back to okay. other things that I had done before I could take a, a situation. So for example, uh, um, you look at mixed martial arts, right? Uh, a situation where somebody gets the mount and then they're doing ground and pound where they're beating your face in. Yeah. And so I just started doing an inward parry like you would, you know, uh, you know, like you would do an MMA because you, you want to get hit in the face. Right. Yeah, right. But I started applying skills that were developed by using the push hands and it only took two or three punches and he had to stop because the energy was referring back up into his upper spine in a way that was really oh. unpleasant. Cool. Yeah. And, yeah. and so I ran a number of tests like that with different uh, things that you would, things that you would go, Oh, this is jujitsu or this is karate. And really it's just movement. You, you have to have those internal skills. The difference was in every, in every test was significant, even with only about nine months of experience. Cool. You got to mm-hmm. teach that. That's what you got to teach next year. What's at, that? At the gathering, this is what this is your class in the, in June. Oh, okay. In yeah, June, I've got a few things that kind of neat about those tests. Okay. Yeah, that'd be good. It'd be fun. Make write it up. Write it up. I'm serious. That needs to be your class. Everybody. Okay. Will that. I'll shoot it to you. Cool. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. Anybody, anything else? So Ting, uh, so, so on the internal side there, the difference, the biggest difference between internal and external from a Tai Chi way of looking at things is that Lee skill, physical Gur skill, that's your physical, right? Your, your external skill, essentially. And an external and internal can be actually quite misleading in terminology um, because they look at it as like levels and where you're deriving power from and how 
more than I even think about it as an external internal kind of a thing. It's just, if it's like, grr, then that was just kind of, I reached out and grabbed that. But if you've trained internal enough, it will have internal in it. It's still got external in it too. Internal, external. My teacher always says the, uh, uncle Bill. Um, and so with Lee, you're just looking at using the, like if you make a fist and you pound on something, bang, and that's it, just grr, you know, then kind of what they, what would be classified as external. If I take my whole body and move my whole body forward towards a thing, I'm still moving externally, but much more refinedly. If I turn on where I've got the activation of the energy in me and I make sure that there's energy going into that, kind of like when you're going to shut a, a trunk hood that's stuck or a door that's stuck and you put your hands against it and express to <clears throat> shut the door. Well, now I'm starting to put something else in there in terms of the way, and some people would say, well, that's super refinedly. I would go, that's the point where you're starting to get some chi in it as well. What did you transmit that gave it that, that shock, right? That, that kind of effect. And this is simplistic the way I'm kind of putting it on purpose. Um, but it, it ideally gets you in the door and then using your mind focused to get to direct that even better and more and further and longer and, and for effects in another person's body, which can be used both on the martial and the healing and that kind of stuff. So anybody that's got anything to say about any of that talk for a minute and then I'll get into another aspect of this with you. When I, when I work with people and introduce the push hands, I say it's, you know, the push hands is sort of, it can have martial applications and be used or used for competitiveness, but but that also I, I stress that because you're developing more using more energy and in mind with it that you um, it's easier to apply it for um, healing practices also and sensing um, illnesses in the body or, or just um, correcting, sending energy in to, to heal a body as opposed to just move it or send force in to harm a person. That there's a lot of it that would have more practical applications than just if, if you got, say, jumped on the street, which sure. might happen or might not, but, but there's always people you'll come across, um, people you know well, for example, who might have a, a condition. You could say, well, here, let me... Um, you know, do this little bit and try to, to ease the pain, you know, depending on the skill level, how high it would go. But um, I just say, I stress it has good, potentially day-to-day -day practical purposes also besides just martial applications. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, if you ask me the most important skill long-term in Tai Chi, and in the internal push hands, it's ting, right? Sensing, sensing um, checking, you know, feeling, um, and then the information you get from that sensing and feeling and, and listening is what it's commonly translated as, but it's listening like in the way that you're sensing, you're listening to hear specific sounds, like not just listening to, okay, I can hear the sound that's going on around me, but think about listening to a large orchestra and being able to pick out one instrument, one player in that whole orchestra, and then being able to hear if their, if their um, instrument was off a little bit 
or had some specific sound that it made in a certain kind of way and be able to pick that up or if they were just off you know out of sync a little bit or uh, or really emotionally kind of expressively in there and being able to pick up specifics about it like that and better and more and more and then checking and testing on that sensing too like like what you said Mark. the uh so then for to have really good ting it requires some things you have to be sung which is really well aligned so that you're a good um a good receiving tool right and you have to be very soft so that it's hard to hear if you're real tense grr and think tension is what typically tension to get power is thought of as being very external and even in a bad way, right? Uh, even for external people, if they're skilled and they see it's all tension, they're going, it's too much tension. That's, that's, that's not good for even just what you normally think of as overtly physical things. So soft enough to be able to really perceive, but not soft collapsed, not soft empty in that bad way. It's got to be soft and yet responsive and alive and, and active listening, perceiving, feeling, this kind of thing. And what the Tai Chi and then the internal push hands are doing is really teaching you to do that really well so that, um, so that you're getting better and better and better at perceiving more and more and more and faster and faster and faster. So that as soon as somebody goes to put the hand on, you already know a bunch of stuff about them inside their body and what kinds of directions they're trying to go and what kind of directions they're trying not to go and what kind of alignments they have and where those alignments are working or not working or, or correct or incorrect. And if they're holding tensions in their body, if they have injury or problem areas in their body or even in their thinking, or in their presentation and movement um, and being able, being able to really assess that very quickly, being able to work with that. And it gets to a point where the, the healing part gets very profound and can be very impressive in terms of things that can be done. Um, unusual would be maybe the right word. And then on the self-defense side, they start to raise their fist to do something and you've already completely countered them because you had the full scope of what they were doing so well that either you just weren't there where they're trying to deliver force and power, or you've already stepped all the way in on them and countered for what they were about to do that they haven't done yet. And this is a Tai Chi thing that's known. It's just that people aren't used to anybody but senior masters really having much of that kind of skill. And with this clear internal push hands method, it is designed to get you those skill sets and to get them sooner than later. Now, the development that you have, that's going to be on you and how much you practice and how much time you put in. And if you're really doing it really accurately and well, or if you've got some mistakes and errors in there and how well you're doing it, getting those mistakes and errors out. Double weighted error is disconnects in the body of different kind and could be tensions. And there's some other things. And so it's making sure that there's no double weighted error happening um and all of that so i think some of you had something you wanted to add to what i'm saying there and so have at it and... any other thoughts on ting and i know most of you've had some pretty cool experiences with ting at one time or another i'll step i'll step in for a second just uh, sure. because i may you know because of work, I get a chance, I guess, to 
to experiment with this a little bit more. <laughs> um, the Marshall side. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. The, the, the whole thing about the Tai Chi and, and, and one of the largest obstacles to overcome is that you can read something in a book and you can research it. You can, you know, you can become an expert and until you stand in front of somebody that really, really wants to do you harm, it's, it's very difficult um, to, to rely on it with, with certainty. And, you know, that's just getting used to having somebody in your space, I think is, is, is one of the greatest uh, benefits to the push hands. Especially the, you know, the clear, clear push hands where you're standing within elbow length of somebody, elbows distance. So, I mean, it's such a viable stepping stone. I meet people that say, oh, that's not real. You know, it's not, it's not uh, a form of, uh, of sparring or it's not a form of, uh, practice for fighting but it it truly is because you're getting used to standing toe-to-toe with somebody having them in your space and you know once you get to feel body movement and and the way the body works and the way people you know uh move it, it helps a lot so uh the ting is is an amazing skill and I'm still working on it every day and, you know, trying to improve upon it. And I, I can't wait to see where it, uh, you know, finally, finally leads me, but uh, it is, it's a great skill to work with. And, and the, the push hands is a, a great way to get there, get comfortable with that proximity and that, that, that being able to, uh, I, I won't say predict, but I will say uh, to to flow with somebody and to to be yeah. there first. You know, that's the one of the it's most impressive things. Feeling their body, they're really about to do this, and so it's what they're actually doing, and you can feel the body mobilizing and gathering and doing things in order to do that action. And so, as you feel that coming, then you know, okay, this is what they're up to. And so it's not a prediction like maybe it's this or I think it's that. It's this is what they're gathering. This is what they're up to. You know, you can feel what it actually is. Jim? Yeah, which is one, one of the more advanced stages, uh, you know, the, the next step or or knowing is the, I guess, yep. what you're referring to. Sure. Yeah, that's what it's called in Tai Chi is Dongjin, knowing. Yeah, cool. So, Jim, I think you've really touched on something that's that that in terms. I think it's you've touched on something that's that's really uh, very interesting, and I think it's kind of important. So, in some people, when they talk about different martial arts or different combative skills, talk about. Uh, systems that spar and systems that don't. And traditional systems often don't like 
don't spar. And certainly the M there are a lot of MMA people that say, you know, if your system does not have you training against a guy that that is uncooperative and wants to make you look bad and he's doing everything he can to make you look bad, then you have not worked, you have not been pressure tested, your skills have not been pressure tested. And um, and I think what Jim is saying is that uh, internal push hands really does pressure test you at least to some degree. So I don't know where that all fills, but I think in terms of clear Tai Chi speaking um, effectively and speaking with some authority, what you're talking about really is kind of an interesting thing to explore if we're talking to people like mixed martial arts or people that have that are, are working with a system where they are sparring routinely with people that are not cooperative. So I, 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 think, I think what you said is, is really very valuable. Oh, thank you. Thank you, uh, Phil. It's, uh, yeah, and, it, and it's all risk versus reward. You know, if, it, if you're a 20-year-old a, a guy that's in the military and you need to, you know, you need to be able to to make sure you depend on these skills. Then, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna do a different type of workout, and you're you know there's a good possibility that that you may dislocate a shoulder or you may break an arm or you know you you may blow out a knee, and and this is risk versus reward. You 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 have to you have to have that. At this stage of my life, I would prefer to stay out of the hospital and mobile as, <laughs> as much as possible. <laughs> so this, uh, so, so as you get older, it's smarter, not harder. Yeah. <laughs> I can still play hard, but <laughs> I, I do prefer to be more cautious, <laughs> but uh, thank you. Yeah. Cool. Go ahead. I was going to say, I think too, uh, having to do with what Jim was saying is, uh, when I think back to, uh, uh, prior training, uh, the, the distancing is actually like, like when you see skilled people in other styles, the distancing get the control of distance gets better, the yep. correct distance to punch or kick. But for years and years and years, people usually stand too far away and lean to try lean in to try to get that. Yep. that hit because they don't want to get hit or, or they're not comfortable getting too close. And so if you look at how we stand based on how our feet are, that's really the correct distance. If we're going to try to hit somebody and really hit them hard. Yeah. yeah. It's really the correct distance. Yep. Well, if you so look at, teaches. if you look at for self-defense stuff or martial arts, the martial arts, if you have somebody that's kickboxing, and you put them up against the average person that's got the same amount of time. And I'm talking about like, let's say they each have three years, three-year kickboxer, three-year race of jujitsu, you know, Brazilian jujitsu stuff. Then what happens is the person that's got the limb out there, well, that became the, the handle for the jujitsu person to get all the way in next to them. And where's the fight happen at? And then if you get the, the karate kickboxing type person and they're in the bar, 
the bar fighter jumps in on them and they're right next to them. Boom, 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 boom. And the fight ends really quickly, but they're really close. And I've had people even recently come in to regular class that had a black belt and something, and they're trying to do stuff where we're checking things for being able to put pressure to have it work. And they're standing so far away that all my person had to do was lean a little bit. And now the person that's throwing those punches and kicks can't apply power to mount anything. It's, it's like, they're trying to do it. And it's like, this isn't working. Why not? And I'm like, uh, get closer, step in there. And they're like, oh, that's really odd. And I'm like, yeah, and I don't, you know, I'm trying to be baby gentle about it. But the reality is if you get somebody that's really cagey and you're standing out at the distance doing everything, most of those hits are going to be like, you know, they're just not going to have any power to them. They're not going to have any stopping force to them. And they're not going to, they're not even going to leave a mark. And so it's, it's really not going to work very well that, that if you look at boxing, once they get in there, they're always close. They're clenched up a bit and or close enough to where even off of a hook or a, or a, an uppercut, if you look at an uppercut, it's not, a, it's not the distance that you look at an extended fist at being. It's close in the close in the kind of proximity that we're playing at the, at the clear internal push hands. And so I get the idea that somebody wants to stay further away, but in a real situation, against somebody really determined that's had some kind of fighting skill and for real situations, they're going to get next to you, you know, unless you're super skilled at making it so that they can't, and then you better be really good because if their, if their skill is somewhat equal to yours or even close and they're used to getting in, they're coming in and it's, and you better have skill sets for that. So anyway, and um, multiple karate students one guy who used to run a school um and some taekwondo students as well and uh with the exception of two uh all of them that have come in um did not like being gently moved and it <laughs> ruffled their feathers and you could just feel how tight and stagnant they were yeah and it ticked them off and you would think that they would be like, oh, damn, I want some of this. Yep. Most of them, nope, 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 off they go. So I have two students right now. Um, you know one of them, Laura, who came in all rah, rah, rah from her Taekwondo. And, and I watched her do some forms. And, uh, you know, I suppose she's a second degree uh, in that her system. And I suppose for what that system is, she was looking pretty good. Um, and it took forever, but we did break her of all of that. And now she can absorb a ton and send guys flying. Um, and then I have another karate student. Because when you uh, say absorb, you don't mean absorbing like, ow, ow, oh, 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 oh. No, no, no. <laughs> you mean to absorb and she's smiling. Properly and take it in. That energy, and then she gives it all back. Yes. Tai Chi skill. Yes, ex exactly. Yes. Then I have another guy who uh, you'll meet soon who is a longtime karate student and who still trains with his group of guys. And he looks at this as his secret weapon because he has the right attitude about it. And I'm like, when those other guys laying hands on you, whatever you're doing in your training, oh my gosh, are they going to begin to feel a difference? Yep. And, and I said to him, cause they, it's not uh, an official school. It's kind of like they have their get together and they do their thing. And I suppose someone leads it or whatever. I, I don't exactly know. And yeah, I said, probably a lead teacher. 
Yeah. And I said, Hey, if you ever want uh, no zero pressure, because I wouldn't want it to be inappropriate, but if you ever want to introduce your guys, Hey, I'm bringing my Tai Chi teacher along. You guys can have some fun with him. And he's like, Oh no, they wouldn't take to this very well at all. And I'm like, that's really too bad. And he goes, yeah, it is, but they have closed minds. So that's interesting. What I found with that crowd is that that they will eventually take to it. It's just going to be after their body is broken up doing you know, we get we get people that have been doing karate and and MMA and other things for twenty plus years and thirty years plus and all that, and they come in and they're all busted up and they want to still do the arts, but and they want to play and they want to enjoy it, but they're too busted up to do the one they've been doing, and it's like so I came in for some Tai Chi, and then of course they start doing it and they go, you Tai Chi guys are kind of rugged, and it's like yeah, but we also can help you on the healing side. To build that so that you're you know to help for what it's known for the healing part and being able to help you know rehabilitate things and and make things work better and and uh and soft and gentle while still gaining uh, ability and power yes so yeah cool so harry i was just gonna say that he probably just didn't want to share you with those guys because he's he thinks if they start studying with you then he's going to lose his edge oh uh, that could be <laughs> good thought so and i'm just going to um jump in real quick that i really liked what jim was saying about the healing aspects and also when um when it was mentioned about the ego and i think it's important that we practice i think that it's a a huge uh, factor for your Tai Chi to improve, to be practicing the internal push hands method. Um, and not just because it makes you better, you know, in the martial aspects, but for these other aspects that we've been talking about energetically, um, to, to improve your perception, to, uh, increase your healing capabilities, both for yourself and for others. Um, and because of aspects like ego, where we talk about investing in loss. Like if I'm not doing so well, maybe like, like uh, Ty's example of the student who went and was challenged, um, she's going to learn a lot more on those days than the days when she's beating everybody, right? So by investing in loss and understanding what's happening when you are getting pushed as opposed to uh, winning, um, you're not only improving your game, so to speak, you are improving aspects of your personality. You're, you're improving your ability to um, be humble, I guess, your humility. Uh, and that's also going to lead to, to a better um, mental attitude, right? So it's, it's the physical skill and the mental skill, but also the personality, right? The, the, the attitude. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was one aspect I wanted to mention. And then the other is how improving, um, how doing the internal push hands can improve your form. And so if you, if you come in, you know, to a class period and do a few minutes of this kind of practice with the internal push hands and then go in and and do the forms, you're going to really notice a big difference in the way, uh, because the posture for the push hands is going to improve your form, um, it's it's just, it's like a superpower. It's, so like when Jim was saying that it's like voodoo, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, 
what am I feeling? This is amazing, right? And you get that through the interaction with that other person in doing the push hands. And now, a word from our sponsor. Internal push hands practice is absolutely essential to real development in Tai Chi. There is no better or faster way to get hands-on feedback of your progress. But not all push hands games and even internal push hands games are created equal. There is one internal push hands game that builds true internal skill faster and better than anything else I've ever seen. I teach the nitty gritty of that game in an online course that is available at internalpushhands.com. In over 40 years of constant study and research, this internal push hands method has stood the test of time. The Clear's internal push hands method is truly the secret of my success and the secret of the success of all of my top students. To learn more about the internal push hands and how to add it to your own training, go to internalpushhands.com. That's internalpushhands.com. Hey, Sifu. Yeah. One more thing on the, uh, on the idea with the, the fighting, right? The, the aspect of the fighting. Mm -hmm. uh, the, uh, I think people tend to think of Tai Chi if they think of it as a martial art, they think of it as, oh, it's just close range. You just, if, you know, they, your opponent has to be close to you for it to work. Yeah. Um, that, that's not the case. <laughs> uh, you know, when we did the uh, water boxing fighting seminar. Mm -hmm. um, We've got one of those coming up in New York at the end of September. And I would highly encourage people to try that. That was really, it was very eye-opening, enlightening. Uh, mm -hmm. But we you and I were doing a drill. It was a kicking drill. Yeah. And uh, there's like a critical distance line where once you cross that line, you can be kicked mm -hmm. based on, you know, limb length a little bit, but you know, you have to be able to judge distance very well. And you tend to think of that as being like uh, an external karate Kung Fu skill. And uh, I hit that critical distance line and I knew I could not get past it with you. I knew you'd get me. Yeah. I could feel it. Like it was real obvious. Sure. And so I think that's another thing. And it's going to be a little harder for people to understand. But this internal push in stuff is developing the skills that are allowing you to do, under, allowing you to use that critical distance line and handle long range fighting. Yeah, if they're standing out from you at four feet, five feet trying to hit you, and you've been used to making it that they can't hit you when they're standing at, at uh, 18 inches, two feet, then basically further away just makes it that much more easier for you to move, you know, and, and get out of the way. One of the ways that I've had got people interested when they are doing the external martial arts like that, the, the kicking and the punching and those things, is I'll let them, I'll go, okay, go ahead and go to the position you'd hit at and let them do that. And then they either can't hit me at all, or when they do, they feel like they hit a pillow. And then at some point I reach out and, and touch them where it looks more like I'm just reaching my fist out or my, my foot out. And uh, to describe one guy's thing, it was like getting kicked by a mule. And he was like, and I was like, do you want that kind of power? I, this is the method to get it. You know, and so there's an enticement there that, 
that, uh, you know, that they can relate to um, that makes them more likely to, to go, okay, this kind of is really different than what I've done before, but at least I'm willing to check it out because I can see there's some skills here, you know, and that kind of a thing. Now, if you're not up for that, don't do it. But if you are, then it, it can be quite rewarding both for you uh, having a student like that, as a teacher, I mean, and it can be very rewarding for the student because they get their, their I'm not saying that your skill sets aren't good skill sets. That's the other part, being able to kick, being able to punch. Those are good things to have if you needed it in a fight. But we're going to get at other skills that are also useful and that will make a difference and that will add some things to those things you're already doing. Yeah. All right. Any other thoughts or questions on that? Any of that? Comments? All right. I'm trying to make sure I give you guys time each, each time. So. And so if somebody asks you, what is clear internal push hands? How do you describe and explain it? And and I've given you some of how I've, I've put across here some of what I tell people about it um, to some degree. The, uh, and that it's this building the internal Tai Chi skills and making it so that you're working things inside your body and inside their body. And it's teaching you how to sense that stuff and work with that stuff and to capitalize on whatever errors they've got. And most people, even advanced players have some errors it's just are you capable of picking them up and how long does it take you to pick them up and once you've once you have figured that out uh, or once you know then what do you have for being able to act on that uh, intelligently with minimum effort and that we want to have maximum strength and maximum ability and yet we want to use just the smallest fraction of that that way, if you were under a bunch of stress or you were under in a situation that was very dangerous, if I'm used to being able to handle things where I'm using minimum kind of efforts and minimum kinds of force, and I had to use a little bit more, I'm still nowhere near my capacity. Um, and it allows you, it gives you all this room for safety, for lack of a better way to put it, where you can act more and better and faster and stronger and yet you still haven't reached your full capacity. And it's more, it's enough that where even your minimal amounts are normally quite effective. And so it takes time to get to that, but it is very doable. Anyway, so how do you describe and explain and talk when you're, if you're gonna give somebody your elevator pitch on clear internal push hands, what kinds of things are you telling them? And if it's like, oh, I don't have one right now, um, ideally we would be able to explain this to people in a way where they're at least going, Tell me more, or I want to. I want to feel that. And I, if I could jump in on this, because I, sure. coming from an external style, like, you know, I, I've thought a lot about this and tried to, try to justify, um, or or to explain to myself, you know, the, and the the best thing that I could come up with as an explanation on this is going back to the double weighted error. And I know your explanation of the double weighted era is probably the best that I have heard out there. And you know what, if I, if I can work between 10% and 90% and 10% being very soft, very um, internal and 
90% being, you know, breaking knuckles, you know, striking hard, kicking hard, you know, that type of thing. It, it, it just improves my, my range as a, as a fighter or in, in anything. I mean, uh, debating with people and, and trying to get points across, you know, arguing or, you know, whatever it is, you, you never want to get stuck being that type of person that can only do things one way. You know, there, there is, there's a full spectrum available. And if I can train on that spectrum, that's great. And if I can constantly improve that upper limit, if I can go to the gym and I can continue, you know, building the strength aspect, why can't I continue to go softer and improve my internal aspect of, uh, you know, of the martial end of things? So I, I guess that's, you know, from, from going through it. And that's the way I explain it to, you know, like Harry said, you know, you, you wind up having a lot of people from external arts coming in and saying, well, I don't think this works. I don't think that works. I don't think, well, you know, let's, let's sit here, let's work on it a little bit. And as you get better at it, you tell me, you know, does it improve your, your toolbox, your, your, what you can draw upon and will it affect the way you deal with other external people? Is this a depth where they can't go and you can, you know, does it improve what you're doing? So. Yeah. Chris, go ahead. I, I would say uh, keeping it simple and short, what I, what I tell people is that uh, clears internal push hands allows you to, to test your energy, you know? If, so Joe, are you, are you feeling that you're imagining it? Well, you're going to test it. You're going to know that you, you're, you're either you have it or you don't. And then it's also going to allow you to, once you realize that you have it, it's going to allow you to develop the skills with it. So that's the short point. Yeah, no, that's good. I love that, Chris. That was really succinct. Um, when I have someone that's already in my class and I want to encourage them to practice the internal push hands, I just show them. It's real. I mean, it's just slap in the face. Obvious. If you just do a few little, you know, examples, um, they get it immediately because they can feel it. So that's that's really efficient. And then if it's someone that has some expressed some interest, but they're you know they thought they were just coming to learn some some form, and maybe they weren't really on board for having to touch people and all this kind of thing. And so then for that kind of person. Um, I try to listen to them, find out what their objectives are. So what is it that you hope to achieve, right? And then um, show them how the internal push hands is going to help with those objectives. Because it, it covers pretty much everything. <laughs> so regardless of what their objectives are, usually you can, you can figure out. Something that caters to it. Right, right. So when you're showing them and, and they're picking up on it because you showed them some things, like what would be uh, one of your more favorite things to do to do in that vein? Um, I like to show them the sway if my route passes them. I like to show them the... the you your swaying? 
Yeah, like if we're doing kind of like the root drop game, yeah. they can feel. Ah. Without me having moved at all, they're going to feel an effect. Yeah, yeah, and then they're going, what's going on? Why am I right. like that? Yeah, sure. Exactly. So it's it's like a really obvious um, feeling that they get, and they're like, what did you just do? I didn't even feel you move. And I was like, okay, so this is the kind of thing we're going to work on, right? And so here's me without the root, and you try to push, and then here's me with the root, now you try to push, and they're going to feel it immediately, right? So it's just, that's why I say it's a really obvious slap in the face kind of thing, that they can experience firsthand if we're already, you know, face to face, then they're going to begin to understand why it's important to practice because yeah. it's just obvious. Right. <laughs> so that goes back to like what Chris was saying with the test is if you get, you're able to test this for yourself, you don't really even have to explain that much because they feel it yeah. and then they understand. Yeah. As uh, Sheila said, uh, catering the answer to who you're talking to, as best as you can tell. Sure. Uh, so I'm determining if they're coming at it from the Marshall angle or the health angle or, or both. Uh, for the Marshall angle, um, I like to talk to them about how Tai Chi is going to allow you to have much better targeting skill. And so one of the little, it's you know the parlor trick sort of drill that I'll do is I'll have them stand with their fist out and then I'll just take my fingers and I'll tap their fist and It'll hit their wrist, then their elbow, then their shoulder, then their waist, then their knee, then their, their foot. And then I pull each one and I go, so you're also developing mind skill. So if I put hands on you, I certainly, if I can do it from out here, I can certainly target it inside you. And so rather than just cracking your jaw or busting a rib, not that that couldn't be a good thing. If you need to do that, you can target even more. That's how you collapse a lung. That's how you, uh, you know, interrupt somebody's heartbeat and just all the much more wicked stuff. And usually they're like, oh, because they hadn't considered that. And just that little demonstration with the fist shows them that that's possible. And then I can flip that. On the fist and, you're, and you're moving them from that space. It's just the, the, the least bit of time. And I'll, and I'll tell them, I'll like feel yeah, it I'll, is on that place you're talking about. Yes, and it's visual too to anyone else that might be watching, uh, which works as well. They can feel it, and I've seen jaws drop as I do that um, in like public demonstrations. Um, and then I immediately turn it around and go, and obviously there's health benefit to that. Are you getting younger? No, you're not. So if you can aim your mind to hurt someone, to defend yourself, of course or others, um, certainly you can use that to go inside yourself or someone else to help with healing, with additional training. And that's when they go, whoa, okay, cool, I'm down. Cool. Harry, uh, if you could expound a little bit. So you have them stand with their, with their fist out. Fist locked are, out, yeah. Are they tense or relaxed? Tense. Yeah, mostly tense. Yeah, which is the natural state most people are going to be in anyway. <laughs> You're not going to be super soft where it doesn't go through. So well, in, the advanced, in the advanced, like in our curriculum, there's a point where you start doing it where the person is softer and softer and softer, and you're still doing that. Yeah. But if you try to do that for a demo, unless the person can feel it, and if they can feel it, then that's a great demo because it's like, holy crap, I'm relaxed. Like, you shouldn't be able to do that to me, and you're still doing it. But for, but for like something that people can see and that the, just the average person walking up can feel, you're going to want them tense. If they're relaxed, they're not, they're, they're 
not going to feel it very well unless you've got a very high level with it. Okay. Yeah. And, and it won't be visual for anyone else that may or may not be watching. Be and then you have a, a, a relatively light tap with your two fingers. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 very much the same tap. When I go all the way down to their feet versus just getting their wrist, it's basically the same tap. But my mind is traveling wherever I need it to travel in their body. Okay, and then they can feel the tap, and then someone watching from the outside can see that body part move. Yeah, it, yes, it works for both people. It works for the person you're doing it to because they certainly okay. know what happened. And then for right. people watching, it is visual enough. And I will tell them, watch closely so you can see what's happening. And it, it's a great way to demo that. That's very cool. Yeah, that's cool. So the other thing, I wanted to ask Jim a question. So, so this idea of a policeman using Tai Chi on a daily basis is just, that's just way, way cool. <laughs> So, and I know you worked to be as soft as you can most of the time if you're dealing with a, a physical confrontation. Do you ever go to a hard approach intentionally anymore? Or do you basically always try to do it soft? Or maybe do you go to something hard if the soft is not quite working? So... How's the balance of that? It, yes, I've, I've done both ways. I, um, I have worked in a juvenile detention setting. And right. that's, you know, that I tried to stay as soft. And I, I, I did, I was able to stay soft in, in, that, in that setting and more internal. And it was it was just amazing the responses. Uh, I think uh, you know I, I told Sifu they um, the kids were were hard kids and had been through a lot. But you know towards the end of my tenure there they they actually started calling me the the Spanish uh, bruja, or, which is witch. So which I I, I thought it is it was telling. Um, so uh, how yeah, old were they? how old were they? The, those kids were anywhere from about 12 to I, I think some of them were 19. You know, okay. they were uh, court court ordered back to school, but it was a special, you know, special setting. They went through metal detectors and everything to come in. OK, um, but uh, and then, you know, out on the streets, uh, Unfortunately, these days, I, I, my experience is I've been tending to deal more with uh, a lot of these uh, drug overdoses with uh, with uh, a lot of these, you know, the um, synthetic drugs. So, okay. um, and I, I, one of the things I found particularly uh, distressing was uh, I had called Sifu and I told him it was very difficult to get into, you know, a lot of their minds or a lot of their heads. And, uh, and he pointed out, you know, <laughs> that at that point, they're pretty much, you know, in a chemically induced craze. So there is, you know, it is very difficult. Um, they're not in their own head. So it's hard for you to be in their head when they're not even in there. Yeah. Right. yeah. And, and I, uh, 
I guess a little bit more, uh, I, I tended or tend to go a little bit more with the, you know, the ground fighting or the jujitsu on, on that type of application because they're just flailing and, and moving around where if you hit them, they don't feel the pain. It, they don't feel they'll, pain. They'll feel, it, they'll feel it next week or what, tomorrow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> whatever, but they're not going to feel it while they're on the stuff. Yeah. So it, it, it is a matter of incapacitating or, or you know, we're, we're very limited on using chokeholds now and, and, and yep. taking, you know, taking people to that point. But so it is restraining and that is a little bit more physical, but the Tai Chi, just the simple body mechanics of yeah, the, the, pills, yeah. the Tai Chi, you know, like Sifu said, you know, oh, you want your arm to move this way. Well, let's see just how far we can take it that way. And, you know, is there a point where it's rendered uh, non-threatening, you know, and then we go back the other way. You want to, you want to take me to the ground? Well, okay. You're on the bottom. I'm on top. How, do, how does that feel? <laughs> so. But we're on the ground. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, the physicality is not there. I mean, I'm, you know, pushing 58 in a couple of weeks, so it's i still have some strength i've heard it referred to as old man strength which makes me laugh <laughs> oh you have that jim <laughs> <You're very strong. laughs> and how's that ting at the end of the billy club that's yeah pretty cool. <laughs> we we trained yesterday as, as a matter of fact with the oh, day before yesterday with the with the billy club and i had a couple of young guys and it was I saw some eyes opening, you know, <laughs> and when you, you, you're on the receiving end of something like that, but, yeah. and it does, you can transfer the energy through the, through the weapon, which is interesting. Yep. Yep. So uh, what I hear you saying is um, with, with, with this problem of, of dealing with sort of people that are heavily under the influence of drugs, um, in large part, you're using grappling and jujitsu skills and just what you've learned in terms of uh, push hands and, and, and clear Tai Chi just allows you to do that better. Uh, I, I think it takes it. Yeah, it takes it to a whole new level because it, you're you're not it's not forcible. It's it's more. um it's more of a, uh, a responsiveness that, um, that, that ex accentuates what you want to do or what they're trying to do. And yeah, so I, a lot of it, the, the more I practice the Tai Chi, the more similarities I see to yeah. movements from other styles, the, the, the blocks are, are, karate blocks that are much more natural. The, the strikes are, you know, boxing strikes that are much more natural. The, the ground fighting is, it's in the Tai Chi, but it's just a more natural and flowing aspect to it. You're, you're not trying to put somebody in an arm bar. You're noticing, hey, they want to move their arm to this extended you know, um, this extended position. Uh, range of motion. Well, if it gets stuck there, 
it's uncomfortable for them. So, so what I think I hear you saying is if you only did tight, you know, if you only did push hands, it wouldn't work so well in the work that you're doing, but using other systems, grappling systems in your work and applying the principles of internal push hands, it all falls together really well. I, you know what, Phil, I don't know that because, you know, we're all, you know, I think the phrase is, uh, we're all total sums of all of our experience. Okay. And, and, and I have that experience and then I had the Tai Chi. I, someone that grew up in the Tai Chi and practiced it on the ground, which I know some of the, some of the guys do. I, mm. I, I've seen, yep. you know, Tai Chi practitioners practicing Tai Chi on the there's, mats. There's drills in our stuff that's in level three, push hands level three, which is fighting instructor, combat instructor stuff for the whole. And there's two levels, really three levels to it. Uh, but the first two levels are the, 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 all the different games and drills and learning and, and what you're doing with it and how to apply those internals to it. And then the third one is actually doing all of that, like, like gaming it. Um, anyways, that stuff included in there are down on the ground and really using it that way in the way that Tai Chi does. Um, and so it would lend itself. It does lend itself to that directly and well. Um, so it's, but it's not in the first level and it's, and there's some skills that are going to be helpful to you like that in level two of the push hands, uh, level two, a, cause there's two sections to, to level two, the, uh, but then in level three, some more, and then you'd be able to do it for what, for, to answer your question. Thank yeah, you. So, yeah, it's, I think the, I don't know if I got the phrase right, but we're all, you know, products of all of our experience in, in life. We so. know what we know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Phil. All right. Yeah. Cool. Thanks, Jim. So uh, one more time on the promotion side there, uh, the internal push hands package, which is the first, I think it's nine DVDs and it's the five day course and it's on DVD or online where you don't have to get a DVD you can actually see it right and have it on your computer or your handheld device or on your TV these days, whatever it is. And that's at internalpushhands.com. And then the workshop um, is clearpushhands.com. So the, the video, internalpushhands.com, the workshop, clearpushhands.com. And that'll get you all the basics. That, that course, that program is all of the basics for the clear internal push hands with some skill sets uh, explained and done in a bit more depth um, than what you need for the certification for that level, but it is the certification package or the certification workshop. And that's internalpushhands.com or clearpushhands.com for the workshop. All right. So part of the question on this, because obviously, like we've been talking about, there's a lot of different choices for things somebody could do and learn and all the stuff. And it's why do we do it? And the number one answer, 
uh, longer term for why I think people do it and continue to do it and all that stuff is it's fun. Like working a puzzle or playing a video game and that you build these skill sets or where it's kind of like you get to a level and then there's another level and then you get to that level and then there's another level and yet you're building skills and and things that you can apply and do through that and you're really having fun working the stuff and and solving the puzzle or playing the video game that really is the clear internal push hands just had a push hands meetup here last weekend and in taking pictures around the room with people not necessarily realizing you're even taking the picture the number of smiles and amount of laughter that you catch on camera is tremendous because everyone was really having a great time and that's how it should be that's how it should be the uh so it also builds energy while you're playing when you're playing correctly when you get done ideally the only people who might feel a little bit tired or wore out is very ranked beginners like for your first little bit uh first first week you know few days week two weeks month after that once you've really got it kind of going on and you've got that level one stuff in your belt every time i play i leave with more energy than i came with it builds the energy while you're playing uh, part of this is you're in a proper wu chi to build the energy the whole time you're playing, that is using the Zhang Ding and the relax and the song and the alignments and the connections and all of that. And so the energy flow in you is, is, pro, is appropriate and proper and good. <clears throat> and then you're building that energy. And then you learn how to carry those principles over to everything else you do, whether that be the form, like, like Sheila was talking about a little bit ago, or walking or other push hands games and how to have that on. And so now you're learning how to move in ways that are very efficient and very uh, charging you up and getting the energy and the, the, the uh, biology working in very efficient, good, productive, uh, healthy ways. Think about if you were thinking about it like a, uh, like a runner, there's that point where they get the uh, runner's high or the, uh, that adrenaline type, type thing on. And so it's different. It's its own version of things. It's not really a runner's high or an adrenalized state. It is a different state, that Tai Chi proper state. But it is very energy building and very, and you come off of it feeling good and you can feel that it's healthy and healing again when it's done correctly. It's also the fastest way I've been able to find in the whole 43 years that I've been studying. 40, 45 years almost. Anyways, the uh, it's the fastest way to get real internal skill. Um, I've seen other things that build internal skill, nothing as fast as this. And that doesn't mean somebody couldn't show you or, or teach you some specific internal skill and okay, you're good on that. But for internal skills, this really goes to the high level Tai Chi across the board and a whole lot of them and a whole lot of depth with them. I've not seen anything else do it faster. It, this method teaches directly, it teaches applications of Tai Chi for health and healing, for martial ability, like we've been talking about, for internal energy and power, and also for the development of your mind in both the way that Tai Chi does that and in other ways that, that are, I will say, are still Tai Chi ways, but that people aren't as familiar with, uh, both in the speed that your mind can operate at well and efficiently the strength of your mind, 
uh, the discipline in a certain kind of a way, that being in the eye of the storm effect that Tai Chi is supposed to have so that bad things can be happening around you and yet you're calm and collected and moving efficiently and intelligently and well and all of that. Um, and so those are those are some of what I had for why we do it. And then I'm gonna leave it for you guys to add anything else to that that you might have. Because you probably have some other things. Well, I started because um, I had been doing Tai Chi, the, the choreography for a while. Um, I thought, well, this is good. It's kind of slow and I'm not sure how far I can go with it. But um, I then, I started meeting with some groups of people who were doing push hands. This was, this was about two years ago, or so two or three years. And and um, then I was doing that and just trying to pick it up. And then you had a uh, your uh, workshop down here in Maryland, well, actually Virginia, Northern Virginia by Washington. And so I went there and that was a little bit different than what I'd seen before, but it certainly, you know, it was presented very well. and and effective and I can you know, pick up things. And um, from there, while the, the regular Washington area groups and probably most for the push hands out of the Yang style, a lot of the principles were the same and I would apply what, what I could. But as far as working with you, you had um, a, another workshop up here and I thought, well, I started with this one, let me try this other one um, and and just from there, I just said, well, this is this is really good and I like this and I can see where this is going, um, where you would introduce the concept of energy and using it and, and different ways of developing it. So from there, I just you know, went, went to more workshops and, and training and um, found that it was, it was very good. And so that's why um, I've been with it for a little while and I'm working on it just as has has real direction that I can see and a lot of benefits, martial and and health wise, which which I value a lot also. Yeah. So would you say that you were just finding that it was helping you do things that you had set as goals, or that it was more like it was kind of fun and interesting like that? What was the more driving well, for you? It's it was that I was getting real benefit from it as far as um, abilities and working with energy and feeling energy that while I'm still, I consider myself at the very beginning stages of it, I have a, a, a lot of, well, some skill that, that I can feel and, and work with and, and develop. And, and I like that. And um, before when I was practicing Tai Chi, as I said, it was, it was good. And um, I, I would do it myself and just practice the form and get the lightness and the flexibility and, and the flowing with it. But that was really all I saw. So again, with you, when I say direction and goals, it was sort of the, I could focus on the different skills that you presented. So um, I felt I was really heading towards something, not just a, a general, um, getting better at the dance, so, so to speak, which people said, you know, I, I can develop and, and perform it fluidly and well. And people said it was good, but that was really, really all it was. It looked nice. So um, this helped with, I, I guess you could say, um, adding substance to the form. 
So um, push hands, and in particular, your internal push hands is really the laboratory and the testing grounds for just about everything Tai Chi. Very few things that um, you're not going to work out in that and prove that the skill is there or not. Are you deluding yourself, as Chris said uh, earlier? Um, and there are so many things in Tai Chi that I'm sorry, you're just not going to get by just doing the form. Good Lord, I had this argument just recently by, <laughs> I made the mistake once again of dipping the toes in on social media. And this guy actually told me to shut up, just do the form, all will reveal itself. <laughs> God almighty. Uh, it just, it, you know, you can only- I, Magically, if you just move, things are going to happen, right? So, yeah. So there's so many things that we learn from you that need to be tested and trained. And push hands is primarily the way to do it. Now, that does not mean that once you have some of these skills that there aren't ways to incorporate or use them in the form, but they're not going to just magically reveal themselves. So people that are saying that, I'm sorry, you're dead freaking wrong. It just, I'm sorry, I'm on a, because <laughs> it's, 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 I'm going to keep moving up and down and magically I'm going to figure out. Yeah. Uh, 36 different primary, different kinds of energy. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to figure out how that I'm keeping correct alignment through the whole thing. I'm going to figure out how to do that and be super soft and relaxed. I'm going to do that and just skill set after skill set after skill set. I'm going to do that and figure out how to make it so that um, I've got energy flow all the way through me. And, I'm, and, then the, and then you're figuring out all that stuff, not knowing what any of it is. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly boom you know it's 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 um i gotta see that if that method works i gotta see it i've never seen it yeah and then the other thing that i like is you know when we learn something new from you um it's go home and work it work it work it work it and normally when we're not in these covid periods uh or or whatnot um I, at least for me, I'm very fortunate. I get to see you a fair amount, whether it's every two, three, four months or whatever. So it's several times throughout the year. So you'll give me something and then a few months will go by. I'll see you again. And then it's immediate feedback. Have you got it now? Or, you know, has it improved? Is that skill or what, what happened? What have you been doing the last few months? You know, so I, I really like that feedback, which is awesome. Cool. Thank you. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I have, I have multiple reasons why I'm doing it. Probably the, the main driving one is going to be uh, building and retaining health and wellness. Without that, any other reason for doing it uh, won't, won't ever come to fruition. You really, you really need to get and retain your health as long as possible it's, to live a productive life, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're feeling miserable and, and not well, then everything sucks. Yeah. Yeah. And then do you have, would, it, would you say that doing it with this kind of a method, that then that's also fun, even though you're getting that health and that kind of stuff out of it? Fun. And also, and you mentioned puzzles. I was going to say intellectually stimulating. Yeah, stimulating. Yes. Yeah. And not a boring school way. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, more like a video game kind of kind of a way. It hit me somewhere. It didn't hit me right away when I first got it because I was very interested in developing the skills that I knew could come from it that I had figured out when it was first shown to me. 
But the uh, but by, by the time I'd hit three to six months of playing it, I was like, this is like playing a video game. That's what it felt like in my head, you know. And I was I'm one that you're like eagerly trying to beat, you know. Like I've got to do that. I've got to solve that thing and and do this thing and and very like you say, very stimulating that way. Yeah, cool. And so it's nice that something that's that healthy and that skill developing is that fun and interesting um, because obviously it could be like taking vitamins, <laughs> which, you know, you do, or if you're, if you're older and smart about it and all that in some form, but it's not necessary. It's not the most, it's not by any means the stimulating, exciting part of your day. <laughs> Sheila. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to follow what Mark said. Um, my interests are a lot more health related than martial related, even though I have a lot of fun with the martial aspects too. Um, I just find that the push hands trains you in such a way that you become more perceptive and, and it just gives you a huge amount of information. So it's really affected the efficiency with which I can do the Fakong because I'm, I'm really be able to get in and target specific things and um, understand a lot about that person um, without them even telling me yeah. because I'm, I'm in there and feeling it. Feeling, yeah. yeah. And so that to me is very rewarding. Um, but also I just have a lot of fun when I'm doing push hands with my students and, um, and then realizing that it's sort of training me to be able to be more perceptive in general. Anybody else? Ty, what got you started doing it? I know why you do it now uh, to some degree, but but even then, I'd be interested to hear it. But yeah, what got me started is initially, yeah. What got me started is something that Harry mentioned. is It's a way to test, you know, because even now I come across so many people who say, "Well, I have this skill, and I have that skill, and I can do this," and they're like, "How do you verify that you have that skill?" Yep. And I, I'm always looking when I'm looking on working on a skill that there is a test. And that's one of the reasons why I study with you is that, boom, you give me a new skill to work on and you give me a way to test the level of skill. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Bill, you, you've um, obviously not got to work the internal push hands as much as I know you would like while COVID's been going on. At the same time, um, I've been with, I've seen you, I've worked with you enough live to know that you like it. Um, what is it that that particularly you enjoy about it? You're on mute right now. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I, I've just started to work with it, I guess, let me think. With the limited amount that I've worked with it, I would say that uh, the last time when we did the, the push hands exercises the last Wednesday yeah. was at the very least what I found is some of the stuff that I had been doing in chi manipulation, where we were doing the waving, oh, yeah. 
And so I hadn't done any internal push hands between that and the time that we had our Wednesday meeting. But what I found is when I did that, it really made it very hard for my partner to find my center. Uh, and that was very cool. I, I had one series of skills and then I just put it into another and oh, it really worked. And, and it wasn't like I trained them together. I just took one set of skills and applied it to another and it worked out. So that was, that was really kind of cool. And, and, you know, so I haven't done a lot of internal push hands and I haven't done a lot of standard jong external, but, but just to see that little, that very little piece, oh, if I train this and I just bring it on to here, it all pulls together. So that was, that was rewarding. I enjoyed that. Cool. Excellent. Chris, did you get to weigh in yet? I didn't get to weigh in yet. Um, you know, I'm also in that same spot where I haven't been able to do much of it lately because of the uh, pandemic, but why I started it and why I enjoy it, uh, well, first of all, it's a lot of fun. And like what Harry was saying, all the laughter that comes out of the smiles is just great. But, but along that same line, is it's, it makes it real. I can train all day long on my own. I, I can do Qigong. I can feel energy uh, feeling in my body. I can move it around. But when you, when you get to interact with another human being, it just makes it so much more real. And, you know, I think as, as people, as much as, of a, as much as I call myself a loner, um, people are important. And being able to interact with another human being just changes the whole training aspect. And the more people you can do it with, the better. So I really enjoy it. Cool. The, uh, <clears throat> so one, once again on the promotion, internal push hands, the videos, internalpushhands.com. For the workshop, clearpushhands.com. And we do, do, we do do the workshop every year. Um, and we've got the one coming up this August. And then, of course, we'll be doing it. If, if you've heard this after the one coming up this August, check for the check the schedule or ask us for the next August. And then maybe that we've got one for the level one going on somewhere uh, else. Uh, like we'll be doing one ideally next summer in Sweden. Um, the uh, like that and then the levels two and three. And like that, we have those available, but you have to have done level one first. And so we don't tend to put those out there as publicly. Uh, we promote those to the people who already met the criteria that they need to do those more advanced levels. The, uh, so anyway, so the internal push hands, the videos, internalpushhands.com, internal push hands, the workshop, clearpushhands.com. All right. So what is clear internal push hands used for? Also, what is the point and purpose of clear internal push hands? And it's for checking and correcting your structure, building your sensitivity, your ting. And for me, that's the number one. And like almost everything else is somehow grouped around that. And then that takes you through the levels of Tai Chi. And then you are doing it to build other, the jings and to be able to use those jings both for healing and for martial and the sensitivity to know when that when a jinx being used on you and it builds the ability to counter that and then to counter the counter and then to have a lot more going on and be able to use it all really well within yourself for healing and health and martial and then be able to use it with other people for healing and health and martial. 
uh, applied, right? And then comparing and, co and contrasting both methods and techniques and energies for building more energy, just adding volume of energy over time, building stronger energy and the density of that energy and making it more and more substantial and, and, and your ability to use it. Building better E, uh, mind, intent, and aim, and control, and volume of that mind as well, and the, and the quickness, the, the good kind of a quickness of mind, the sharpness. Getting much faster internally, both for the use and the application of the energy. It also is really good for regulating your spirit and for enhancing what you're able to do and how much you're able to do and the strength of your spirit as well. Now that kind of comes over time slowly and then you hit a point where that becomes like your primary level of things and there's not really a skipping to that. It's being worked sort of the whole time, um, but it gets to be, there is a level up in the level four where you start to really, that's more what you're working on a whole lot. Uh, but you've built these other skill sets that came before that, right? And so then what are some of your favorite applications of clear internal push hands that either in daily life um, or things you've done? And I've also got, what is your personal favorite benefit and what does it actually do for you and that kind of thing? So if it's one where you're going, oh, I think I answered all that, then okay. But if, there, if you've got one where you're going, oh no, there's some specific things, then by all means, please share. Uh, Sheila? I'm going to jump right in with something that's a little bit lighthearted, I guess, uh, before things get too serious here. Um, as far as real things that I do, <laughs> I live in the tropics and it rains quite a bit and I have six dogs. And by practicing this skill set, I actually can keep my clothes from getting muddy. Um, <laughs> I use it to avoid my dogs jumping on me. They don't land anymore. Like they used to land all the time and I would have a lot of stains on my clothes. <laughs> so um, applications, there's one. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, they, they have fun with it too. It's like, it's it's a game for them, you know? Sorry. At some point they get frustrated. They're like, oh, never mind, it's not worth it. And then they go away. <laughs> too cool. Chris? going to get the mute off. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think that um, just having the, the, the deeper connection to, to Ting, to being able to feel myself and, and regulate my, my energy and my mood is, you know, work is a lot of stress and life sometimes is a lot of stress and it creeps in without you even knowing it sometimes. And I can find myself all of a sudden not feeling right. And by being aware of where it is in my body and how to get it out of my body. It just changes everything. It's, it's, it's a, the simplest part is just being here now, being present in myself, being able to really feel myself allows me to regulate myself better. Cool. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. Art. Um, along with everything already mentioned, um, I find it helpful and, and rewarding because 
um, people sometimes have a, a sore muscle or strained muscle or something. And, and I find that um, I can alleviate that pretty easily. And um, just I say that um, I, I like to be able to do that. Yeah. Nice. It's a nice, yeah, I know what you mean. It feels good to be able to help people. So absolutely. Harry? So I had to deal with the phone call right there for a moment. What was the question, Sifu? I'm so, so sorry. What are some of your favorite applications that you use kind of in life of clear internal push hands? Or what is your personal favorite benefit of the clear internal push hands? What does it do for you? Oh, my goodness. That is a, that is a laundry list. <laughs> we'll let you think on that. And we'll come back to you. Thank you. You're on the phone. Philip, you want to go ahead? Or Mark? Mark's asking. So, Mark, go ahead. I guess just to give a real specific example, because um, I try to uh, work it into everyday stuff um, as much as possible. Uh, sure. So, for example, if I'm going to open a door, like walk, walk, like I said, I'm going to go into a store and you got to push the door open. Um, I'll, I'll use some of these skills and try to use as little effort as possible to, in order to open the door to walk through, to push through, or to pull the door open. Mm -hmm. uh, one thing though, is if you do it and you're not like, let's say get, you kind of get natural about it and you're not really thinking about what you're doing, the door will fly open. I've had a couple of times where people look at me funny because they think I'm having a temper tantrum <laughs> because I wasn't paying attention. Yeah. I wasn't thinking about it. Well, I did it. Do you know what I mean? So you have to really pay attention because you don't realize how much force you're really doing. I think I'm good now. Okay. <laughs> so um, not that I have pain every day, but when I do, if a knee is acting up or maybe lower back or something of that sort, well, from pushing, I, I use that dissolving and that relaxing and that breathing through the area. And it makes a world of difference. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Everything you, almost everything you guys have named so far are things that I use and do. So it's cool. Great. Phil? Phil? You're on See, mute. I have nothing to add. Oh, okay. Ty? I'm pretty much the same way. All the things they've mentioned, including the dog, apply <laughs> to me. My dog loves push hands. Absolutely. And he's probably good at it, too. <laughs> he <laughs> is. Leaning. Oh, the leaning dog. Uh, Thunder's a good doggy. Sound looks like you might be petting him right now. He's always within petting distance. Uh, <laughs> Chris, did you answer this already? Probably or not. Uh, yes, I did. All right, folks. Uh, one last time, please. If you want to get the videos on this, make sure you've got a partner to work with. That's at internalpushhands.com. You can come to the workshop, but I recommend highly that you come to the workshop, do that, get certified, have the video set to work with, but you'll also have the book that I give you at the workshop. Um, and that is, so the, the videos is internalpushhands.com. The workshop is clearpushhands.com. And 
the uh, thank you everybody for participating in anything. Any last words? Now is probably when. Art, you look like you were wanting to say something. Oh no, I just um, I was going to say excellent discussion as always. Thank you very much. Heard a lot of good things. Um, I'm actually going to be away for a while, so I might not be able to join on um, okay. traveling some, but um, I'll catch the videos. If nothing else, if I don't contribute. Very good. Well, we look forward to seeing you soon. And I know I'm seeing some of you at the uh, internal push hands we've got coming up here end of August. And thanks for participating today. Great talking to you guys and seeing you and more next time. Thank you, Sifu. Thank you, Sifu. Thank you, Sifu. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. You take care. Have a great week. And now a word from our sponsor. Internal push hands practice is absolutely essential to real development in Tai Chi. There is no better or faster way to get hands-on feedback of your progress. But not all push hands games and even internal push hands games are created equal. There is one internal push hands game that builds true internal skill faster and better than anything else I've ever seen. I teach the nitty gritty of that game in an online course that is available at internalpushhands.com. In over 40 years of constant study and research, this internal push hands method has stood the test of time. The Clear's internal push hands method is truly the secret of my success and the secret of the success of all of my top students. To learn more about the internal push hands and how to add it to your own training, go to internalpushhands.com. That's internalpushhands.com.